I'm Daniel, and you're listening to Time in the Word on Faith FM. Today I'm here with Carmelina, and we are at the Seventh-day Adventist Big Camp in Devonport, Tasmania. And we're going to be studying Matthew chapter 9 and verse 1 to 8 today. How are you going, Carmelina? I'm well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm really good. Really happy to be studying the Word of God with you today. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> Would you like to just open with a little word of prayer for us? Yeah, sure, no worries. Dear Heavenly Father, um, we thank you, Lord, for this day and for this time we can have to look into your Word. And Lord, I just pray that as we do this study, that our eyes will be open and our hearts will be open to any message that you wish to give us um, right now. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity and please help us to just enjoy it as much as possible. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That was beautiful. Thank you for that. So I guess let's get into the scripture that we're studying today. And uh, we're reading Matthew chapter 9. We're going from verse 1 all the way to verse 8. I'm wondering maybe, could you read the first couple of verses for us? Yep, sure. I'm reading from the New International Version. Matthew chapter 9. Jesus stepped into a boat, crossed over, and came to his own town. Some men brought to him a paralytic lying on a mat. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Take heart, son, your sins are forgiven. Wow, that's really cool. I'm um, I'm just looking at this, and there's a couple of little things in these two, two verses that are a little bit counterintuitive for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the first one is, I mean, this guy's paralyzed. His friends bring him along, obviously for healing, and he says, "Your sins are forgiven." Have you ever noticed that before? Well, I probably didn't notice it the first time I read it, but I, I do now. Yeah, like I'm just really amazed at that. Like, I mean, I know that if I went to a doctor or something that. Uh, I would be thinking I'd want to be uh, have a cure or a healing for whatever my problem was. And yet he looks at this man and says, your sins are forgiven. Mm. I don't know. What, does anything come to your mind as you, uh, as you read that? Maybe it's that, like, the whole act of them bringing the man on the mat to Jesus, like, that would be the cure in itself. Like, it was as if they already knew that Jesus was the answer there and then. This is only chapter 9 in Matthew, so I'm not certain on what time or when this was during Jesus's ministry but like the word of him during those times must have traveled really fast so just the sight of these people bringing him to the foot of Jesus would have been enough for him to know that they've got the faith they need. Yeah thanks for that Carmelina yeah wow I don't know if it's been your experience or not sometimes when I deal with God there'll be things that I'm asking for and he answers but he doesn't give what I want. He sort of gives what I need. Have you ever experienced that before? Short answer, yes. (laughs) A lot of the times when you're looking for answers, in my experience, it's a lot of the times I'm trying to see what path to take and it's God closing a door or saying, not that way, even though I've gone a certain way for so long. And then he'll say, stop, turn around, you've got to go this way now. And it's it's really, for me, nerve wracking to, to think, okay, jumping out of this and going into that. But um, it's also, it's amazing that once you do take that leap, everything falls into place. Like, it's unbelievable the times where that's happened, where I would say, okay, okay, I see what you're saying, fine, I'll do it. And then it just works. And those are the moments that are just just fantastic. And yeah. Wow, that's a really powerful uh, testimony. Yeah, for sure. Really, really cool. Thank you for sharing. You know, I think that maybe Jesus has got the ability to see what's really wrong with this guy. Oh, look, I've got no way, and the scripture doesn't really seem to say, but 
I think that even this, though this guy was coming for physical healing, that Jesus has looked at him and seen this guy needs a spiritual transformation here, and he sort of looks and he gives the guy what he really needs. Yeah. And he says, your sins are forgiven, all of that guilt and all of that sorrow for sin. Let's read on and see what happens. I'm reading from the New Living Translation, and I'm going to read verse 3 and 4, and it says, But some of the teachers of religious law said to themselves, That's blasphemy. Does he think he's God? Jesus knew what they were thinking, so he asked them, Why do you have such evil thoughts in your hearts? Well, that's interesting that he says it's blasphemy. What is it that Jesus has done here, do you think, that's blasphemous if if he's not God or if he's not the Son of God? Yeah, like, I believe in those days, the only way to have your sins forgiven was if you were a priest or only God could forgive your sins, but it could only happen through the church. Like, it couldn't be done just from one person looking at you and saying, your sins are forgiven. So I believe that's that's how they think it's blasphemy. For a soul man to say it would mean that he himself is claiming that he is the son of God. And that's what they believe he isn't. They don't yet believe in saying that he is God at the moment. Yeah, that's cool. And just identifying that blasphemy there, because Jesus doesn't argue with that. He sort of seems to say, look, that would be blasphemy if I was who you think I am, but I'm something different. Yeah. And um, it's sort of true that I guess you and I can forgive sins, like in the terms of if somebody sins against me, if someone, say, hurts me or does something to me personally and then apologizes, I can forgive them, but I can't forgive someone's sin generally. No. Because as the psalmist said, when David sinned by uh, by sleeping with Uriah's wife and then having him killed and then he, he repented, he said to God, against you alone have I sinned. Yeah. You know, even though he'd done all those terrible things to people, he realized that really the sin was against God himself. And I guess so for somebody to forgive sin generally, that's something that only God can do. It says in verse 4 that Jesus knew what they were thinking. Mm. It really tells you something about who he is because we also know that it's God alone that can read the hearts and minds of men. Mm. And, uh, you know, David in the Psalms says that similar things, Search me, O God, know my deepest and most inner thoughts. And he said he knew what they were thinking, and so he asked them, why do you have such evil thoughts in your hearts? Verse 5, is it easy to say your sins are forgiven or stand up and walk? Verse 6, so I will prove to you that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. Then Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, stand up, pick up your mat, and go home. This authority that he shows, this beautiful little moment here where he sort of turns and looks at these religious leaders and, and declares this. What sort of picture of Jesus do you get as you read those verses? What do you learn about him from that? It's going to sound a little funny, but he's such a boss. <laughs> he knows. He knows what they're thinking. He knows what they need at this moment. And at that moment, it was a perfect comparison to say, what is easier? Your sins are forgiven or to get up and walk. And the fact that both happen in this passage is amazing because it's just to show them that he is capable of both because he is the Son of God. It's just awesome. <laughs> it's just one of those times. <laughs> yeah, no, it's so cool. Hey, and this might be taking it a little far away from the meaning, but we get paralyzed a little bit of our lives as well sometimes, don't we? And I don't just mean physical paralysis. You know, I was talking to your brother Angelo in our last program, and he talked about, you know, some different problems that he'd had with his feet and so forth when he was a baby. You know, we get paralyzed by things like fear, by uh, self-doubt, and by not forgiving ourselves, you know, when we've done something wrong, continuing to beat ourselves up, all of that guilt that we keep dragging up and all of those things. And uh, and it really paralyzes us from being able to move forward with our lives. 
what I love though is that this guy's friends knew exactly what to do. It wasn't to try and fix his problem, it was to bring him to Jesus. And I guess as Christians, you know, we, we want to minister to the people in our lives that are paralyzed. Sometimes we're the paralyzed one, but we want to minister. In all cases, the solution is to do exactly what these guys did, hey? Mm. Hey, do you want to read verse 7 and 8 for us? Yeah, absolutely. And the man got up and went home. When the crowd saw this, they were filled with awe, and they praised God, who had given such authority to men. So what's the effect here on, the, uh, I guess, the surrounding people after watching this experience? Well, it was, I guess it would be the similar message that Jesus was trying to give to the teachers who were around, claiming this to be blasphemy. Like, they would be watching this from the very start, from the moment Jesus said, son, your sins are forgiven. And then going on to the teachers saying, you know, this is wrong. And then Jesus going to the next bit. And the crowd seeing all this would have been following the conversation. And after Jesus saying, what's easier, your sins are forgiven or get up and walk, and then the guy gets up and walks once Jesus tells him to. What a surreal experience. And um, I think if I was there personally, I would have been like, whoa, <laughs> it actually happened. And I guess in a world like we live in today, where everything's very modern, to see something like that, I guess I'd have the same experience, but in modern era, things tend to not surprise us as much anymore. I don't know, it would be really interesting, I think. The whole process of it happening would have been enough, I think even from the start, but yeah, the whole process would have been enough to throw someone off their game, to see to see some a miracle happen before your eyes. It's just incredible. So, yeah. Wow, that's awesome. I just want to focus in on verse 7, and then uh, we're just about out of time. Mm. It just says, as soon as Jesus said that in verse 7, it says, the man jumped up and went home. You know, sometimes we feel paralyzed, I guess, in our faith and we're paralyzed for what God's asking us to do next. And this guy knew for a fact that he couldn't move. He knew that. He knew that from his everyday experience. And when Jesus looked at him and said, you're forgiven and because you're forgiven, I'm asking you to get up and step into a new power that you've never experienced before. It doesn't even seem like he blinked straight away began to exercise his will to do what he knew for a fact was impossible. And the minute he did that, that's when the miracle took place, you know, when he exercised that faith in Jesus' word. So, yeah, just a challenge to us, isn't it, to yeah. make sure that we're, we're living by Jesus' word and, and following along with it. Well, look, um, we've come to the end of our time now. It's been so awesome studying the scripture with you, Carmelina. Thank you so much for your time. Would you like to close with prayer for us yeah, today? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Heavenly Father, um, Lord, I just want to thank you again for this time and for the message that you've given us through your word. Thank you for the message in Matthew 9 and helping us to remember that, Lord, your word has power and your word has the ability to heal. And God, if there's anyone out there who may be feeling paralyzed at this time, whether it be physically or spiritually or even mentally, if there's something in their lives that is stopping them from doing what they want or getting what they need to achieve or even trying to get to you, Lord, I just pray that you will be what they need, Lord. I pray that you will be the thing they need to get there, to get past whatever it is that is blocking them. Thank you, Father, for the love and the blessing of healing that you do give us each day. And I just pray that you will be with everyone out there and that you'll also be with us here today. Um, help us to retain these messages that you've given us and help us to put it into practice. Thank you, Father, again for all your love. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That was so beautiful. Well, 
You've been listening to Daniel and Carmelina, and this has been Time in the Word on Faith FM. Faith FM.